This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Cheese it, the cops are here. <laughs> Doc. Uh, those are four stars. These are all four stars at the top. Delicious grilled cheese uh, bites. Uh, I can't. Al Taco Baba. That these are all four stars. Lemonade sorbet. You got your not your Madre's biscuit and gravy. I, you know biscuits and gravy. That's the one thing about biscuits and gravy. If it's made right, it's phenomenal. If it's not made right, it's horrendous. I I will eat biscuits and gravy. I love seven days a week. I know three times a day. But you, am I right though? When it's bad, it's, oh, it's real when it's bad. bad, it's terrible. In the military, Ugh. what do we call it? It was. Oh, it was like shit on a house or shit, shit on, on a shingle. shingle. That's what shit it was. Shingle, yep. shingle house. Yeah. Because it'd be like toast or something. It, it wouldn't be a real biscuit. Oh, yeah. really? I mean, it, or it would be a real biscuit, but it was like sometimes, like when we were down south, people, the army food was so good. But every time they would try to, like, we'd be at Camp Ripley and they'd make it, I was like, this is not hitting the same. <laughs> Uh, real quick, guys, before we move on, Dave, can you move over to that mic to your left? I'm, we're getting a weird sort of buzz going on. Yeah, I don't know why that that mic sounded fine, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you, we turned it on, and it's got a buzz again. So because it knows he's a cop and it's yeah. complaining. Might be it. Yeah. Exactly right. I don't want to. I don't want this guy talking to me. Forget <laughs> it. Forget the whole thing. Well, you don't really have to put me on camera, Britt. Come on. <laughs> Officer Dave on camera. Uh, they got an Afro Deli. Uh, I don't know what that's all about. Delicious food, by the way. It's, it's really good. good. Yeah, really yeah. good. Yeah. I just, uh, I, I can't even say it, but I looked at the pictures like, really? No, <laughs> do you not. like plantains, though? It depends on what they're, it, it, in, I do like plantains when they're made right, but if they're made wrong, they're horrible. They're horrible. Um, <clears throat> what's that one steak place, that Brazilian steak place people used to talk about constantly? Here? Yeah, that um, Fogo de Chao. Oh, yeah. Fogo de Chao. I've never been there. Uh, well, Good. they have those plantains that are like the fried plantains or whatever they do to them. Mm-hmm. I had no interest in any of the meat at that point once I had tried those. And they were like, ma'am, you've eaten like seven plates of these. Oh. <laughs> I we were so good. I love plantains. See, I'm, I'm going through all this stuff. Most of the stuff I would have no interest in even trying. Yeah. Uh, Oh, there's, here's one that might be good though. Holy ham loaf breakfast sandwich. Ooh, that's what uh, that's what Chris Eger was talking about. Well, that is what he was the talking about. The ham loaf. The yeah. ham loaf. Oh, that's right. He was talking about a ham loaf. And he said it was pretty good in a breakfast sandwich. I imagine that being quite salty. Yes, I agree. Um, oh no, here's something that looks really good. And again, the, it's not the other stuff that doesn't look good or whatever, but it is fair food. But this. Irish butter ice cream over brown sugar cinnamon toast. I would destroy that. That it mm-hmm. looks delicious. Yeah, I will tell you that. That would be. That sounds like a sugar overload to me. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of sugar. <laughs> you can't even argue the point. I'd be bouncing off the walls. Lots of sugar on that bad boy. Uh, you got the galab galabayo, um, Union Mung Kitchen. It's a cozy bean bag of a dish. What the hell's a cozy bean bag? You mean um, those old chairs? Yeah, like where you'd sit on them and, like, Rudy's convinced nobody looks cool getting out of them. No, I do a whole bit about how watching somebody get out of a beanbag chair is, like, the least sexiest thing you could ever see somebody do. Where, uh, who the hell still has a beanbag oh, chair? Oh, they, they Apparently sell they're coming Really? Oh, yeah. no, I, listen, Love Sack sells them by the truckload. Oh, they're man. not comfortable in the at least. At all. At all. I fell asleep in one yeah. at a party, and I never walked oh, the glug, same. you mean glug, glug, though? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, this is pre-quit drinking. You fall asleep or you yeah. pass out. And you don't, trust yeah, me, nobody yeah. Big Nobody yeah. intentionally sleeps on a, a beanbag on a no. beanbag chair yeah, like that. They don't even they don't make fitted sheets for them. There's not no. a, there's nobody no. should ever sleep on it. I woke up and I was like, my spine will never be the same. Yeah. It doesn't even have an S curve. It's just like a big squiggle mm. now. Do they buy them for little kids in general? Is that why how think, they use them? I think you the intention is like a lounge space, and you're you're like, we kind of want something we can you know move around. I don't know who chooses to sit in them. Yeah. Um, not my jam. I need just. No, I, I don't agree. even need like a lot more form because my my uh, nephews have chairs that are kind like they're a little beanbaggy, but they have the form of a chair. Mm-hmm. Way better. Yeah. I don't want free form. I don't want to at any point feel like my back is not supported at all while I'm laying at somebody's house. Mm-hmm. And when I was a kid and they first came out, I do remember they were like imitation leather. 
Oh, so your back yeah. would sweat, sweat like a son of a bitch. Just yeah. sitting there sweating. And then you know <laughs> exactly. that at some point you're going to have to stand up. And there's going to be a puddle behind you. And you're at a party. <laughs> you're probably a little high. And you're already overthinking the situation anyways. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, not happening. Uh, yeah, not great. Most of the stuff is like ribs. It's uh, some ice cream stuff. Oh, there's a donut. Peachy's Baking Company. You know mm, Peachy's? No. It sounds really good, though. Uh, looks good. Yeah, it's, it's I mean... Basically, this is a list of what we can do with sugar, <laughs> right? <laughs> Which is great. That's fine with me. Bacon wrapped waffle dog. That sounds good. I'm saving some of this stuff Let for take tomorrow. A gander. Ooh, there's a lot of stuff on that bacon wrapped. What is it called again? The bacon wrapped. Dave, are you coming waffle tomorrow? Waffle dog. No, Brittany. No. I haven't been to the fair since probably before you were born. Because I'm so young. Yes. Mm-hmm. Teen exactly. mom. Before Christ corporal. That was the last year I was at the fair. 85? 85. Might have been the last time I was there. <laughs> that was REO Speedwagon playing the grandstand? What Probably. You still are. Yeah. They still Probably, are. Probably, baby. REO still up there getting her done. Right. You know, I've never been to a concert in at the State Fair. I've I never went, been to one. I went to one last year. God, what was the name of it? Counting Crows. Oh. Oh, did you? And then I'll go to the Chicks tonight. The Dixie Chicks. Oh, oh that's nice. tonight. That is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was... Billy Bob Thornton got pissed off at me because he used to come on the show all the time because yeah. he's in a band. Yeah. I don't know. Most people probably don't even know that, but Billy Bob Thornton's got his own band and he's been at the fair. And I don't know if he's there this year. I didn't hear from him, so I doubt yeah. that he will be there. But he got so pissed off. You going to come and see me at the fair? No. <laughs> Why not? And it's said, not an easy stop by. No, it's not. You okay. just don't fall by. No, like the parking is horrendous. You have to like walk. You know, a half, you know, a half to a full mile, depending where you park. It's not like a stop by Billy Bob, okay? So calm down. No, that's exactly the point, too. Yeah. I can't just come by if I yeah. want to. Yeah. But uh, did you ever meet him when he was in studio? Uh, no, I think he was in studio when I was, but I don't think I ever introduced myself. No. What a great guy. I know. And then, you know, who else has a band that comes here a bunch is Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner is another great guy. He's yeah. come on the show all the time. Yeah. He's getting divorced, though. Did you know that? Yeah. Trust me. I have been reading the uh-huh. details. Oh, so you're dumping your husband for him? Is that what you're saying? Oh, no. I just nope. love... I saw the I said I'm face. reading their dirty laundry. I, oh, really? Yeah. After reading all that, I don't all even right. think I... All right. I want to hear. I want to well, hear. Well, lately, the big thing is... <laughs> lately. Um... She is accusing him of hiding income. That's the big thing lately. He's worth like $200 million. $400, 400 million, million dollars okay, is what they're estimating right now. Okay. And so he, he cheated me out of $200 million. That's what you're saying. He gave his first ex-wife $80 million when they got divorced. Okay. And this one, so he had like a prenup that was like, I'm not doing that again. So this prenup, he had her sign, is he's, she's not walking away the lot, even though... She's, I forget how many kids they have. I want to say three, but I could be wrong. Um, there's a good amount of child support they're still figuring out. Her claim is along the lines of she did not understand uh, what she was necessarily signing. The word understand is where she falls, <laughs> what she understands. And then, yeah, now her big thing is so she's supposed to get a percentage of his income that they've had during the marriage and that. He had done a bunch of things that he was paid kind of in a... Um, under the table? Not under the table necessarily, <laughs> but unconventional, not straight cash. Like okay. either like tail end income uh, or like... A trade thing. Like, yeah, we'll give you such and such. We'll give you a free car if you post about it. Something exactly. Like that. Yes, so yeah. there was like now debating where that should be because uh, it was, I guess it was a big uh, the hiding. So yeah, I love the dirty details. So... What's the deal? How much is she supposed to get in her mind? I think she wants to walk away. I mean, I, if the first wife got 80, there was no kids. Like, she, I think she wants to walk away with more than 80 mil. It's like a couple hundred? Yeah. And, and he's worth 400? 400, yeah. He's a rat's ass. Goodbye. Take here, the money, here's, go. Here's 200 million. Good for you. Just get out of here. 200 million is enough for me. I'm good. I, I could live a long time with 200 million. Dollars. <laughs> 200 million. Dollars. I could live a long time. <laughs> I have a feeling. Yes. Okay, he's a really nice guy, and I like him. He's very talented. I have a feeling when this guy is done with things, I mean, because the way that he's treating Yellowstone is saying, you can feel it. I have a feeling when this guy's done with things, he's done. And, like, 
this is showing that they're both leaking stuff to the press. It's, I think, going to continue. It might go to court. And then we're going to get more details, and I will keep you informed. Well, please do. <laughs> You're welcome. Because he and Taylor Sheridan don't get along at all. No. Those guys are at each other's throats no. constantly. I have a feeling this guy, and I don't want to say he's a a pain in the ass. I think he's the type that, like, he gets, he will cut things off and be done. Why does he have such a tough time staying married? I don't know. Is two divorces a lot in that world? I don't know. I've never had one, so I wouldn't know. Yeah, but you, there's still time. <laughs> yeah. What are you, Catherine, now? Just like, just like Doug Sprinthal. The day is young. The day, the day is, is young. young. The day is but a fetus. Yeah. Well, see, that's why I, I've never been divorced, because Doug took care of three or four of them, so I just took half of his <laughs> and considered it to be. No, I, I don't. Catherine and I have never even been close to getting a divorce. You fought once, I mean, and the kids my... thought you guys were getting divorced. I, the one time we were arguing about something, and years later, still to this day, and that was 20 years ago, 25 years ago, to this day, Andy, remember that time when you and Mom almost got divorced? I'm like, no, we that's, did not. That's when you know you had a pretty good childhood when yeah, that was an eventful so, yeah. thing, yeah. is one argument your parents yeah. had. Like, I, Yeah, I worked with a woman one time who was all upset because her aunt and uncle were getting divorced. It was oh, the yeah. first divorce that they had in their family in like 100 years. I was like, Ooh. my family, the average is four. I, I think you're fine. I think I, I just had died too when like adults, I get you're upset your parents are divorcing, but you don't get to act like it is the end of the world. When they're like 25 and they're like, my parents are getting, who cares? Yeah. It's yeah, not like you. Think about something. Uh-huh. I never even thought about this. Hmm. I'm not going to say which order it's in or whatever. Yeah. But there's one brother that's been divorced twice. Mm-hmm. My sister was divorced. My other sister, Vicky, was not. I wasn't. Todd wasn't. Tony's been divorced. Troy never got married. So, yeah, about half my family's been, been divorced. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Kind of weird. It is kind of weird. Um, yeah, it's funny how if you come from divorce, you don't think it's the end of the world. But if you do, if yeah. if if you do come from okay, if you don't come from divorce, you think divorce would be the end of the world. Like we'll have conversations. Well, we did. My my parents parents eventually did get divorced. Yeah, like, my mother didn't want to because she was Catholic. Like the way I look at it is like something happened. I'd be like, okay, like. I remember talking to Justin about it really, like we were joking. I was like, yeah, we'd probably figure out this. This would be custody, whatever. And he's like, why would you say that? I was like, because <laughs> to me, divorce is just like, what? I mean, my parents got divorced. Everything's fine. Yeah. Like, I didn't, yep. you know, like, I, I think we were having like a really casual conversation. And Justin was like, yeah, don't talk like that. And I was like, I'm don't sorry. Like, it. I always have an a, a plan A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Like, this is what would happen if you died. This is what would happen if I died. This is what happened if we both die. Like, it's not like I'm planning a divorce, but like, yeah, this is, I'd probably get, you'd probably have a nicer house than me because you get paid more and I, I, my, my house would be really fun. And like, he's like, don't talk like that. You know, I was just thinking about that. I never even considered any of this stuff, but you know, like when I stopped drinking, yeah, that was Catherine's idea. So I suppose some people would get divorced over that. Yeah, I Instead, think. Instead, I went, I'm, no, it's yeah. fine. No, that, that, it's... You want me to stop drinking? No problem. Yeah, I think, I think that was a, a, unsaid thing, right? Like what? Knock it off. And well, it was a knock you know, it off thing. Yes, it was knock you, it off. And yeah. and I, I we have everyone has those with their significant other, but it's like I don't have to tell you what's going to happen if you don't knock it off. Well, that's a possibility. Yeah. But she never threatened me with it. But no. it might have been implied. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, possibly. Nothing more powerful than an implied threat. Well, the problem with me with with the drinking part was I started out having a ball and then I'd get a little deeper into it and kind of be quiet. Yeah. And then I'd get deeper into it and just go, let's go kill someone. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I can see that in you. Yeah, <laughs> you can. That's why you and I are friends. That's exactly right. I always wonder, too, because, like, oh, and I don't know if it's, like, my alcoholic brain thinking, but I feel like, man, I had a lot of, like, unresolved stuff I was kind of working through. And so it was, like, every third time. I would like end up crying or like oh, running yeah. through a field and yeah. being like, "What is going on?" Running through a field, <laughs> Half what the with hell? one shoe on and like <laughs> fo- following an, an unknown dog that I thought I saw. Yeah, she said tar- it meant target field actually. Yeah, yeah target field. Yeah. You were yes. running on, yeah. And by no running, clothing. I mean a fast, a good walk, a fast paced walk. Mm. Um, but yeah, like I wonder now if I would deal with that because I'm in such a happier place. But still, it's just not even worth chancing. I've been sober for so long; it doesn't even matter. It's like yeah, I, I am a complete happy drunk. 
the more I drink, the happier yeah. I get. Oh, right? yeah. The smilier I get. I think that's good for Everything's the world. Everything's wonderful. Does your wife like being around you when you're drinking? Uh, not the after effects, because apparently I snore even worse than oh, I Oh, I really bet. A little relaxed, are you? Sweating out Jägermeister. Like, why are the sheets uh, brown? I, actually, I there's ask. only beer that goes goes in anymore. Mm. So, yeah. I dated, uh, when I was sober, I dated uh, a guy who drank and he was lovely not a big deal why we you know whatever the power dynamic is weird all of a sudden when they're kind of baby mode and you're driving them home and you're like i could just open the door and you'd be in so much trouble like if i just left you on the streets right now like i know we're six miles from home but i got an uber yeah right (laughs) um but uh yeah that was so annoying the snoring and then the waking up automatically with like a headache and i was just like I was sick of taking care of people. That's the other thing I learned is if I drink beer and stick to one kind of beer the entire night, no hangover. I don't believe you. I <laughs> don't. I'm sorry. I bro. don't. It's... No, I mean, I like. I believe that you think that. How about that? Well, I'm sure I'm probably a little dehydrated. <laughs> yeah, get, I'm sure that you're get, a little cranky. Yeah, I'm sure you know. you're like secretly a little cranky. There's a headache, you know, whatever. But I don't believe you fully that you are like a little wind, a wounded bird. No, I don't. I don't. If Call I am wife. a wounded bird, I don't show I'm get, a wounded bird. Let's get your wife on the phone. I don't. <laughs> you just gave me a great memory. I hadn't thought about this in a thousand years. I had a friend just about to say your size, very, very big guy, very muscular, all the rest of it. And we're at a party and I hear him screaming in the other room. And he never did that. Never. And he's screaming, I'm going to kill you, son of a bitch. And I'm like, what? The? So I walk in there. And his name wasn't Bill, but I'm going to say, Bill, what the hell are you doing? He goes, Tommy, what? I said, I heard you scream in the other room. You're going to kill somebody. He goes, well, I ain't going to really kill him. But I mean, I just, I said, why are you so angry? He goes, because he hit me in the head. And I said, what? He holds up this gigantic mug. The thing was literally dented almost in half. The guy hit him. I turned around. He's bleeding out the back (gasps) of his head. Oh, no. I said, Bill, you can't kill him. And he goes, I know. (laughs) <laughs> I know, but I'm also losing blood right now, so can somebody hold something up to my head? It had no effect on me. He's like, oh, I'm cut in the back. I didn't know. <laughs> the head wounds, man, are scary because they bleed. That they thing bleed was like caved crazy. in, too. I mean, that mug, it was one of those glass bottoms made out of, what are those made of, aluminum or some shit? Oh, yeah. Like, uh, yeah, those, like, what are Tankered. those? Tankered. Yeah. Yeah, the tanker. Yes, exactly what it was. But it was all dented in. <laughs> my God. Oh, my God. You can't kill him. You can't kill him, Bill. I know. <laughs> I love that stuff. We have to take a break because we have, in studio, of course, Officer Bob is with us on Fridays, which is good. <laughs> you mean Dave? I said that on purpose. Oh, okay. I was like. <laughs> Didn't you see him look at me? Yeah, I had that moment of going. Uh, now, who was? There was an Officer Bob at one point. Wasn't though. there a Fire Marshal Bob? Fire or? Marshal Bill. It's Bill, Marshall yeah. Bill. Officer Bob was the guy that used to go on all the TV shows. You remember that guy? Oh, yeah. Officer Bob, yeah. I think, you think it was like local, right? Yeah, he yeah. was a local guy. Oh, he said, yeah, you're probably not old enough to remember him. Me, I, yeah, it's not ringing any bells. Nah, I suppose that's probably true. We'll be right back in a couple of minutes, ladies and gentlemen. Kent Herbeck, uh, Phil Mackey, Officer Philip. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go with another one. We'll be right back. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Hi, this is Tommy B. My friends at Niemeyer Trailer Sales at their Albertville location off Interstate 94 would like to extend a special offer going on now through the Minnesota State Fair. Along with everything you can buy on a stick at the Great Minnesota Sweat Together, you should have some cool incentives with a State Fair deal when you purchase an RV from Niemeyer's Albertville location. How's this sound? Receive a free exterior ceramic coat and NanoCure interior treatment. These coatings provide a durable, long-lasting shield against dirt, water, and UV rays, and basically extend the life of your RV to keep it looking newer and lasting longer. It's a $2,000 value, free with purchase if you get an RV from Niemeyer's by September 5th in Albertville only. Plus, great deals on their campers at both Albertville and Elko New Market, now through the end of State Fair. Take your passion on the road with Niemeyer Trailer Sales and see my guys and gals at Niemeyer's and look at what they got at Niemeyer's.com. That's N-I-E-M-E-Y-E-R-S.com, Niemeyer's.com. Your State Fair deals end on September 5th. Oh, 
and tell them Tommy sent you. This is Bob Sansevier, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to set up a free initial conversation consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit BialkiLaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E Law.com. There's plenty of thoughts that come into your head when you think the name Killebrew. Of course, there's the Minnesota baseball legend, Harmon, who was responsible for many a favorite memory at the old Met Stadium in Bloomington, and many a baseball that ended up in the stands and in the gloves of adoring fans from his home runs. There's Killebrew Drive, the legendary road that connects Highway 77 to the Mall of America, and a day of shopping you'll never forget. My current thoughts for the name Killebrew is fun floats in our kitchen with my kids and grandkids, a cool, refreshing break in between innings at Target or CHS Field. Or maybe a perfect sunset paired with a sweet, frothy beverage after fishing or on your favorite walleye lake. Killebrew Root Beer and Cream Soda. Grab a six-pack at a grocery or convenience store near you. I'm Tom Bernard. This summer, enjoy the one Killebrew Root Beer and Cream Soda. Your family will love Minnesota-made Killebrew Old-Fashioned Root Beer and Cream Soda. Then cheer on the fun. Take it from me, Ken Herbeck, Killebrew. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Hi, this is Tom Bernard here for Power Lodge and Miller Marine. Attention all power sports enthusiasts. This August, we invite you to celebrate with Power Lodge as we hit a major milestone, 25 years of bringing action and excitement to Minnesota as your go-to destination for all things marine and power sports. Each of our locations will host a local community appreciation day. Join us in Brainerd, Ramsey, Onamia, or Sauk Rapids as we roll off the red carpet with delicious food, amazing prizes, fantastic giveaways, and unbeatable special pricing. We'll be raffling off a variety of Polaris ATVs and snow. Snowmobiles. Check out PowerLodge.com for event dates nearest you. Throughout August, we've got something special planned. Follow us on social media as we unveil 25 days of deals on the latest off-road and on-road vehicles, boats, and supplies from the top brands in power sports. That's right, 25 days of back-to-back incredible offers. You won't want to miss this. So mark your calendars and get in on the action during our 25th anniversary. Power Lodge, where your adventure begins. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show podcast. 921, ladies and gentlemen, join us at Carousel Park in front of the grandstand tomorrow from 10 to 11 o'clock. I'll be joined by legendary broadcaster Don Shelby, along with Brittany, maybe even a few other surprise guests. It's the fair, so you never know who will drop by. That is tomorrow, August 26, 10 a.m., Carousel Park in front of the grandstand. Looking forward to seeing you there. Yeah, baby. Beverly, Gogo, Tevin, Reggie, the list goes on and on. Maybe Kent Herbeck. Yeah, Herbeck's mm-hmm. going to the fair. I can see that happening. Mm-hmm. No question about it. <laughs> yeah, he just starts laughing. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh. I'm going to get me a corn dog one of these days. A corn, Yeah, one of these years, you mean. No, no, I've been to the fair. Really? The, I try to sneak in there. Yeah. Not a bad plan. Do you put, wear, like, sunglasses and a hood? No. No, I can't do that. <laughs> I get a few people that say hi. It gets kind of tough sometimes but uh you know i enjoy the fair like anybody else enjoys the fair i like to go there and stuff my gills have a couple beers here and there all right have i want you nine or ten corn dogs and then go home <laughs> nine or ten nine or you're broke <laughs> ten, yeah. by the end Absolutely. of that <laughs> i guarantee you mr herbeck if i'm ever at the fair when you are and we happen to cross paths I'm going to, in a very loud voice, and go, oh, my God, look, everybody, it's Harmon Killebrew. Yes. <laughs> what do I you had think? A guy call me, I had a guy call me Kirby Puckett one time. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. I knew it. I, mean, I knew was, it. It was right out in front of the big slide. I was watching my daughter was going <laughs> down the big slide. This guy went absolutely crazy. I was sitting on a bench. He goes, Kirby Puckett, man, it's so great to see you. He, <laughs> Yeah. It was on and on. He had his two. He had his two daughters with him. He was going crazy. 
about how it was Kirby Puckett, and I just kind of sat there and shook my head, and he walked away. <laughs> and all of a sudden, he turned around, come back, and said, oh, my daughter's just told me that you weren't Kirby Puckett. You were Ketterbeck. That is awkward. Well, you know what's nice, though, is at least he got the K right. Right. In Kirby well, and K. He got one letter right, so that's Can good. you imagine how mortified his daughters were the whole time he was talking to you? Kirby Puckett. Yeah. Oh. You know, I got, I really, I got called, well, you know, back in the day it was Herbie and Kirby, and many a times people right. called, me, called me Kirby. Like, you know, hey, Kirby, how you doing? I said, eh, I think that's the wrong one. I think you're looking for Herbie there, buddy. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yep, they always named Puck their cute little cat, and I was always the, you know, they had a pig out in the bar, and they named that Herbie. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I am trying to figure out a cat name, so I might have to steal that. Now, I have to read this just to prove that all of this makes no sense. When I say Minnesota legend Kent Herbeck Sports brought to you exclusively by Killebrew Old Fashioned Root Beer and Cream Soda at the ballpark up north or in your fridge, Killebrew Root Beer and Cream Soda. See right there, you're a Minnesota legend, Kent Herbeck. Well, that's what it says on the on your little <laughs> read. <laughs> That's what it says there. I got to be honest with Phil's with us, of course, as well. All dressed up in black. Are you mourning the state fair? Oh, my God. Well, first of all, I think I have a solution for uh, just the mix-ups when Kent Herbeck goes to the fair. How right, about just right. every time you go to the fair, you have a full uniform on. The early, the early 1990s, uh. white pinstripes, the cleats. Just wear your full uniform sure. to the state fair, and then nobody will confuse you for Kirby Puckett. No. Yep, nobody will know who I am then either. Who yeah. is this large human walking around? <laughs> large human. Either mascot. You know, yeah. I have a, I have a, this, I, I should not tell this, but hey, we're all amongst friends here, so I'm going to tell this quick Kirby Puckett story uh, that has nothing to do with Kirby Puckett. When I was like five years old, four years old, so my, uh, my mother told, I don't remember this specifically, my mother told me this story. She worked downtown Minneapolis at a law firm in a, uh, in a building that, her floor was was like 20th or 25 stories up. So it's a long elevator ride, right? And it was like a bring your kid to work day situation. So uh, we get in the elevator in the lobby and we have a long elevator ride up with whoever wants to join us in the elevator. And, um, and a black man steps onto the elevator. So it's now me, my mom, and a black man on the elevator. And I'm a big baseball fan, but I'm also four or five years old. And... Uh, I tug on my mom's shirt and I said, "Hey, mom, look, it's Kirby Puckett." Oh yeah, oh and yeah. And she disintegrated into the floor of that elevator. Kids do I'd that, man. Phil, we have some things to teach you about culture, <laughs> starting with this. What the guy do? Did he react at all? I think he, I think he handled it well. I think he smiled or whatever yeah. and just kind of laughed. But I mean, he probably told that story to anyone he could for the next twenty years. These oh, right. idiot white people, you know. Oh, my yep. gosh. Yeah. We've been through that, though. Hey, I, all growing up, man, all I ever heard was, oh, you white people look the same. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, you know, I'll tell you what, Min Min Minnesotans, you know, you can, uh, you can spot one from a mile away in a different, uh, yes. a different state sometimes. That is absolutely true. Now, i got to be honest with you guys, I, uh, and Judd can tell you that this is true, that I curse the Twins constantly because I'm running around doing this and I get home and go, oh my God, there's a Twins game on. I tune in, they're up five to two. And as soon as I tune in, they go down six to five. So last night I tune in the game, they're down five to two. And I went, oh my God, I left and me leaving brought them to victory. Yeah. I want you to tell that. How about that win? Everyone. That was after a buzzkill series in Milwaukee. Yeah. What, a, what a great way to, to launch a homestand, huh? Yeah, that, like, hey, uh, people weren't happy about that. Of course, we were all bummed out about the Milwaukee series, and right away, here we go. And then, then we're losing the game last night. Jeffers gets up there and hits a big home run in the eighth inning. Um, like we've talked about all year again. Same thing, make you laugh, make you cry. Boy, one day you're about ready to throw them out the door, and, and the next day it's like they're the best team ever, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, you know what? But they got a they got a tough, tough week coming up here. But, you know, I guess yeah, they, they do. Talk about their tough week coming up. But, you know, they, they get done with Texas here, then Cleveland comes into town, and then they go to Texas and Cleveland. 
So there's going to be a lot of, you know, there could be some some uh, distance put in between Cleveland and the Twins here in the next uh, week, or there could be uh, we might be all tied up come the first after the first week of September. You never know. Yeah. But uh, I, th- I think they have a roof in Texas now. But what was it like the old uh, ballpark in Arlington? What was it like Ooh. playing in Texas in August oh. back in the day? It was brutal. Let me tell you. I remember. You know, there's many times that we never. Uh, one place where we never took batting practice because, uh, man, at uh, you know 4:30 in the afternoon when batting practice took on before the game, uh, it was kind of optional. TK would say, "Hey, if anybody wants to hit, put your hand up, and and uh, we'll go out there and throw you a couple, you know, a couple pitches and get you off the field quick." But man, it was smoking hot there. It, you know, it kind of co- cooled off, you know, later in the evening. I won't say cooled off. It got down to 92 or something or whatever it was. But uh, during batting practice down there was just brutal. It was it was really horrible. But it's a dry heat. <laughs> it is a dry <laughs> heat. <laughs> yeah. It's like playing in an oven. Yeah, you know? exactly. Well, most poor guys in Milwaukee, speaking of playing in Milwaukee, there were people falling over on the way to first. I mean, people, they were... You could see people's legs shaking when they were up in the batter's box. It was, what, what 110? Yeah. yeah, Something like well, that? Yeah. I had, actually had a buddy of mine uh, ask me uh, the other day, you know, how'd you guys play in that heat? And I says, you know, well, 40 years ago I was 20 years old. It was a whole different story when you're running around out there in the field. So, uh, you know what? It Really, you know, do you think, with these big long pants on, and well, back in the day, back in Harmon and Tony's, Harmon Kilbury and Tony Oliva's years, they they were they were wool. Oh my oh. god! <laughs> Can you believe that? But uh, and they didn't have night games, right? So you're you're uh, playing well, you're playing in well. wool in the sun. Oh, oh. <laughs> yep, they did it. But yeah, it was you know what? Like I said, though you're younger, you handle the heat a little bit better than us old farts do now. But uh, we uh, we made it through it. You got hot, but uh, you know it was we never never really thought about it that much. You knew it was going to be warm. You, know, you got your fluids, drank the Gatorade, and went and got them. Went after it. So I have a question. Did one of the first year or two, the the Metrodome had no air conditioning, did it? If I remember no. correctly. No, it didn't. Yeah, that was like a sauna in there. Yeah, we were waiting for somebody to throw the water on the rocks so it wouldn't, you know, <laughs> humidity. Yeah, I remember. I, I used to sit in Section 225, right uh, second deck behind home plate, and my God, did it get hot up there. Yeah, yeah. especially even yeah, the higher you went, the hotter you got. That's yeah, for sure. no, that's yep. exactly right, and that second deck was hotter than hell, <laughs> man. I'll never forget it. But So did did they did they build it with plans to put air conditioning in, and it took a couple years, or did they realize, oh, maybe we should have put air conditioning in this thing, this bubble that's just baking in the sun in August? Well, they, first of all, they built it for football. Yes, yes. As we know that. So they didn't. They weren't thinking they were going to need air in there for the football games. But you put 60,000 people or 50-some, I don't know what it, what it held for football. It was around 60,000, I think, 50-some thousand. Um, you get that many people in a building, and it gets hot. I don't care if it's 20 below outside. It gets warm in there. Yeah. Well, plus the fact this is Minnesota, so we get that, we can't be showing off by having air conditioning. (laughs) Right, yes. (laughs) Yes, we we are stoic. We must grind through (laughs) terrible conditions with no emotion. (laughs) I should have talked to my boys at Carrier and had them. Yes. There you go. We talked to Laudner. He could have come on taking care of everything. (laughs) No question. Was that Flair for a time there, was he not? Uh, Yes, he was. There you go. Yes, he was. I haven't seen. I have not seen Laudner since last year when they had the, when I threw that perfect strike to you. Remember that game? Perfect. Yeah. yeah <laughs> he goes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, Apparently, watching a lot of baseball. Perfect strike. Yeah, that was a strike. <laughs> Aren't you supposed to hit the dugout when you? Well, yeah. Well, I, 
when you, when you say strike, you you struck one of the people that were standing alongside. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. He's lying, making it up as he goes along. It was just a drop of blood or two. It's <laughs> fine. They're fine. They never you sued. Know, Phil, I got to tell you this, and this is one hundred percent true. That game was in August. It was about a year ago, right now. As a matter of fact, yep. That yep. That, that time of the year. But I will never forget. All my neighbors were there. A lot of family friends were there. My family was there. A lot, a lot of great people at that deal. And I'm gonna tell you something, Phil. Mr. Herbeck came and met every one of them. Talked to every one of them. I will never forget that, Kent. That was very, very special that you did wow. that for my family. Well, thank you. That was that's very kind of you to say. No, that's it was true. a fun day there. It was, I had met a lot. I've heard you talk about these people before, and I finally got to meet them. And and uh, yeah, we had a, a good chat with. Uh, with them up there in the, I guess we were up in the twins deck up there is where we ended up up and up yep. in left field up there. That was a yep. fun day and and uh, yeah, enjoyed the uh, enjoyed all your crazy neighbors and friends. It was fun. It was a fun night. It was, and you were such a gentleman. And I'll never forget Mr. Bilsky, Mike Bilsky, my personal banker, North American Banking Company. Uh, he acted like about a seven-year-old boy. Oh, Ken Herbeck. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God, Bilski. Remember we had lunch over at Crave. Yep. At least he didn't call me Kirby. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. No, it was very, very sweet. Yeah, no question. Now, Tom, about. when you when you were introduced, you know, you're walking out Target Field, right, did the crowd cheer or boo you when you walked out to the mound? I guess I didn't hear it. But they were chanting my name. They chanted Tommy B, I guess. Yeah. Tommy yeah. B. Well, there was, there was, believe me, there was a smattering of boos out there. Too. Oh! Well, I guess <laughs> I must have missed that one. The truth comes out. Smattering of boos. That was all from the Twins' dugout. Right. <laughs> and I blocked, I think I blocked a couple tomatoes from entering. Oh, that's a good friend. That's yep. exactly it. <laughs> Oh man, I got matter of fact I'm coming to the game on Tuesday night. Josh oh. Arnold, my buddy, is uh has got a deal going, so Josh asked me if I want to go to game Tuesday night, so I'm gonna be there Tuesday night. You gonna you gonna be there, Kent? Uh I don't know about Tuesday. I'm actually going down there tonight to watch a little ball game. Oh, that'd be good. But, and uh yeah, I'm gonna try to um, hopefully I'm not gonna uh Disrupt their winning streak here at one in a row. But, <laughs> hey, they might. The way Cleveland's going, they might clinch on Tuesday night. You might want to bring some uh, goggles yeah. for the champagne celebration. Yeah, um, yeah, that would. Uh, yeah, well, it, like I said, it's going to be an exciting week here with with playing Texas. Texas is a is a whole different ball club than what they've been, and and uh, it was. Uh, you know, they could have won both those games in Milwaukee too. Oh both. yeah, so, talk about them. They were in the lead in both those games, and. And then they uh, had a little trouble in the bullpen, but and then last night the bullpen comes out and pitches awesome and, and gets them through uh, to you know give them a chance and and they came back and won it. So um, yeah, it's one of these one of these years where you don't want to leave the ballpark uh, until the uh, the fat lady is singing. I guess is right is what they say. But uh, yeah, there, I've there's never a, heard no that. clock. There's no clock going on. You're gonna play all nine innings and and. Uh, yeah, who knows with this team what's what's going on? But uh, it's been a fun year so far. We got about a month left. What is there? Twenty some games left. Twenty eight, twenty nine games left. I don't know what Phil. Do you know that? You're the what? What's sixty six plus sixty two? Gee, that's a tough one. Uh, 120. 128. And then what's one sixty two minus one twenty eight? Oh my God! Really? Wait a minute, I haven't even finished my coffee. Thirty-four. Yeah. Thirty-four. Thirty-four. For God's sake. thirty-four games left. Speaking well, of Kirby Puckett, <laughs> whoa! Wow. Uh, thirty-four, baby. Just brought this thing full circle. Tommy, wow! I was pretty good at That's math. I gotta be honest with you. You're always like, I, I knew as you started doing that, Mackie. I was like, Tom's gonna know, and he's gonna shame you. You should never. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then he's gonna know the jersey number of the player yeah. too. It's gonna be embarrassing for everybody. It's for yeah. everyone. Yeah, very famous number though, man. You can't you can't get away from that. Uh, Phil, and watch that guy hit many a time on the on deck circle and watch number thirty four go at it. Pretty awesome seat I've had. And no doubt about it. God, what a thrill those those teams were. Oh, my God. Great memories for me is all I have to say. No question about it. Phil, is there a particular time you got to be out? i got to get out here in, a, in about a minute to, uh, so, to record yeah. uh, some Twins Talk with Patrick Royce. But, um, oh, my. Uh, say hi to Patrick for me. I will say <laughs> hi. I know, you guys, I know you guys love each other. <laughs> I don't know if he's a big fan of mine either, come to think of it. Yeah, uh, yeah. double. 
<laughs> Sushere, I get along with Sushere. No, actually, I played golf a couple times with Patrick. He's an interesting guy, no doubt about it. He's, he's well, a. I I love that guy. I, I I can see why I can see why baseball players that he may have written about might not feel the same warm fuzzy feelings. Or radio announcers, <laughs> or potentially radio announcers. Look at the drama we are starting. Oh, not a big fan great. of mine. And back in the day, no. Me and Patrick have always had a had a riff from a long time ago, and and uh, we have I think we've. <laughs> We've put the we've put the uh, fire out that was on the bridge, but we were definitely uh, we we had our times. But uh, I still say hi to him. I guess I don't know why. Does he say hi back? <laughs> I don't know he does. why. I love how catty you are, Ken. Oh, this is God. amazing. What a child! That's all I have to say. <laughs> all right, boys. Well, another great week. Like I said, I'll. Uh, well, can't you if you're if you're at the game Tuesday night, I'll have to track you down and just come. I up will, and, yeah. If I end up going, I'll, I'll fire you a text or something. Find out where you're at and come and uh, try to uh, block the tomatoes from people firing them. Yes, all the, all the boos you can keep on. Boo! Oh, Tom <laughs> must be here. <laughs> Phil, thank you, sir. All right, you guys. We'll see you Monday. Talk to you guys. Have later. a great weekend. You Go guys. Flynn. Thanks very much, ladies and gentlemen. Ken Herbeck, Sports of the Tom Bernard Morning Show, was presented once again by Killebrew Old Fashioned Root Beer and Cream Soda. Start your next memory at your favorite grocery or convenience store today. Find a store near you at KillebrewRootBeer.com. That's KillebrewRootBeer.com. It's one of those shows again. I got to be honest with you. Like I said, to to, to have uh, Phil on with Ken Herbeck every Friday, it's just Ken's always been such a great guy to me. I love that man. I mean, when other when other twins like Tom Bernanski wanted to have me murdered, <laughs> he would at least say, "Maybe don't." Yeah, can't we go? Oh, how about just wounding them? <laughs> how about we go get a beer? <laughs> uh, Herbeck's always been a great guy. I got to see Guy Eddie. I haven't seen Guy Eddie in years, and it pissed me off. I was supposed to see him a couple of years ago, and that COVID thing went on. Yeah, that uh, prevented us a lot of us from hanging out. <laughs> No fun of any kind? Is that what you're saying? No fun was had. Why? Why? Because everybody was at home. I want fun. I want fun. fun. <laughs> I want fun. You know, I'll chant. So you guys think that was all BS? I don't... I mean, I, some people died of it, so it couldn't have been all BS. But yeah, my brother it? who worked in a respiratory... Uh, he's a respiratory oh, he okay. uh, therapist. <laughs> he, I mean, he had a rough... Go- it, was a, it was... He said he watched... So many people die. Yeah, it did. A lot and, of them. You know, I, I don't know where people fall with vaccines, but he said most of the people, he's, I mean, I think they talk about it all the time. So I don't know where the, you know, we talk about where it came from or how, if it was sensationalized or this or that. But like, yeah, people lost people. That's for sure. They did indeed. Yeah. My favorite one, that whole deal. Uh Boosted, but I had the shot, I think, three times boosted twice, all the rest of it. And some dumb son of a bitch co-worker got drunk in an event and got so close to me. I said, would you please back up? They were like right here talking to me. Yeah. I said, would you back up? Three times I said, back up. They coughed and spit right in my face. I will never forget it. And I got COVID about a week later. Okay, it blows my mind because the only person who does that to me is like, I'll pick up Gogo and she'll immediately go, eh, in my face. <laughs> there is no other acceptable situation no. where somebody coughs in your face. No. Like, no, no. what? I, we are grown-ups. I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I just, once again, and I was a bad guy, by the way, because I, I, I told that person to back the F up. Yeah. Oh, you were mean. It's like, I ended up with COVID, you asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Also, why we need to normalize just swearing at people. It's not that big of a deal to of say. Of course not. Back the f up. Who cares? It's not. I know what he cares about that. Nobody, no. no. Nobody in this room has been sworn at as much as I have. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> I, I might that's be. That's probably true. I'm a close second then because I was with a bunch of men. <laughs> from who, me alone. You from Tom and the military. It's a close second. But yeah, I, yeah yours, yours is strangers. Yeah, mine's complete strangers. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the fascist. Question. Big, yeah. Why would anyone swear at a cop? What's the upside of doing that? Because they have no... No clue. No idea what they're doing at that point. And it's like, <laughs> sometimes, you know, you just don't know what people are going through. And I'm not trying to, like, rationalize why people do it, but you, I'm sure you've had this thought a bunch of times where it's like, 
this could be one of their worst days. Well, and then, it's okay whatever. to spit like, in your face up here. No, I'm not. Again, I'm not <laughs> rationalizing it, but like I keep that in mind. I mean, people have said crazy things to me, and I just go, listen, they're not having, they're not living their best life. You're not wrong, Brittany. Yeah. It's, you know, cops never seem to find people on their good day. I know. It's so funny when you pull me over, though. I'm a wreck. Like, I'm a wreck <laughs> because I'm like, I know that, like, I know. I always think if Beverly finds out I give this guy any attitude, I'm in huge trouble. So I'm always like, yes, sir. No, sir. And I'm like, I'd like to also prove I'm not drunk. Like I'll do like a backflip. And then I'm always like, thank you. I go, I go crazy. And I like, you know, I I feel like I revert back to being four and in being in big trouble. I will tell on other people. I will give (laughs) names. I will tell, I I, I know anyone else has speeded in the last 10 years. Yeah, that's funny. I never thought about that, that cops only find people on their bad days. I never, it's not like somebody's on their way to like, you know, the lottery office with like a winning Powerball and being like, kiss my ass, pig. Like that day, that never happens. I never thought about that. Man, although I bet people, some people are having a great day until you guys show up. Yeah, that's that's happened a few times. Turns on a dime. (laughs) I'll tell you what, though, you got a pretty good life. If your worst date is like because you got a ticket, because like I literally got a ticket uh, for the July weekend, I forgot to tell my husband for a while. Oh, because in quotes, because well, he was he was up north and I was going to the cabin, and like that's just like how bad of days I've had. Like it didn't ping right away, where it was the quote worst. Like it. It sucked. Like, it sucks to pay money to, like, you know, to this ticket. It sucked that I was speeding. I sucked that I got caught. But, like, it definitely wasn't my worst <laughs> day. <laughs> like, it's, it's $142 out of your pocket. That's, you know. And, of course, it feels like, oh, I could have bought, like, a real, I could have bought a half a pair of tennis shoes at this point <laughs> with that money. But. Sure. Yeah, like, that's still <clears throat> not my worst day. Ugh. We have to take a break. Be right back. Timmy Lammers will join us right after this. I am so happy to welcome back our longtime friends, Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning, to the show. I've known Steve, the owner, for many, many years. Tatiana's lovely wife as well. Just had dinner with him a couple of weeks ago. Catherine loves him, too. I completely trust Sabre to keep my house comfortable. Why? Sabre does everything the right way, and they always put the customer first. I love the team at Sabre. And I don't just make that up, I do, because their service experts are experienced NATE certified technicians. They're not salespeople. Their pricing is completely upfront, and they fix only what needs to be fixed and nothing more. Sabre is dedicated to giving customers what they need, when they need it, and at the fair price, keeping your family safe and comfortable without breaking the bank. Give Sabre Heating and Air Conditioning a try. I know they'll take care of you just like they've taken care of me and my family. Whether you need a new Bryant furnace or air conditioner replaced or just simply need a service call to get you going again, go to saberheating.com. That's S-A-B-R-E heating.com. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you. Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. There's plenty of thoughts that come into your head when you think the name Killebrew. Of course, there's the Minnesota baseball legend, Harmon, who was responsible for many a favorite memory at the old Met Stadium in Bloomington, and many a baseball that ended up in the stands and in the gloves of adoring fans from his home runs. There's Killebrew Drive, the legendary road that connects Highway 77 to the Mall of America, and a day of shopping you'll never forget. My current thoughts for the name Killebrew is fun floats in our kitchen with my kids and grandkids, a cool, refreshing break in between innings at Target or CHS Field. 
Or maybe a perfect sunset paired with a sweet, frothy beverage after fishing or on your favorite walleye lake. Killebrew Root Beer and Cream Soda. Grab a six-pack at a grocery or convenience store near you. I'm Tom Bernard. This summer, enjoy the one Killebrew Root Beer and Cream Soda. Your family will love Minnesota-made Killebrew Old-Fashioned Root Beer and Cream Soda. Then cheer on the fun. Take it from me, Ken Herbeck, Killebrew. It's how memories are created and legends are made. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAP podcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, Tim Lammers is brought to you by Brad Sean Bryant, personal injury lawyer seeking justice for the injured. Contact Brad Sean Bryant at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. That's minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Timmy, what's the latest? Hey, Tommy and Brittany and Rudy and Officer Dave. I'm going to start by putting you no, on Officer the spot. Officer Bob is I, today. It's Officer Bob today. Okay. <laughs> Hello, Bob. Greetings. Um, I, I heard you guys talking about uh, getting pulled over. And Dave, Officer Dave, I'm not trying to put you on the spot here. But uh, yeah, I don't want to ask you tricks of the trade. But say a person complies when uh-huh. you pull them over and they're courteous and they're kind. Don't you say and maybe this is the case with most officers. If you're if you're kind and you comply, do you think the outcome is going to be a better outcome instead of just being an outright a-hole? Because I've seen a lot of videos where people are just talking smack right to the officer. It's like, how do you think this is going to end well for you? You think you're not going to get a ticket by treating them this way? I tried to never let that enter into my, my, that's good. Uh, uh, the way I handled things yeah. maybe is a way to put it. Um, I was, I always lived by the three strike rule, Tim. I, if I walked up to the car and you were courteous, you didn't lie to me. Say, I don't know why you stopped me. Well, the speed limit's 35, and you were going over 45. It's like, really? Okay. That's number one. Number two, I go back to the car. You got, and you're, you're completely honest. You're completely cordial. Um, understand the situation. So that's, you know, that's two. Get back to the car. If there's nothing on your record, if you're honest with me, you know, I've never been stopped before, never done this, never done that, but I go back to the car and I find out, well, you've had two DWIs, your uh, speeding record is probably the length of my arm. You know what? That's strike three. You're getting a ticket. It's probably going to get your license suspended and all that fun stuff because you lied flat out to me, so... That's well, and I here's the thing, though. I mean, obviously, you develop this keen sense that you can read people and you know when they're BSing you. Just like anybody here uh, on this broadcast today, you know, you're in radio, you talk with a lot of people, you can just read the bullshit. Oh, no. You know? I'm terrible. I, I <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. Like, if somebody straight lies to my face, I believe them. And then once I find out you lied, then I'll never believe you again. So, like, I actually am I'm pretty ridiculous. Yeah. I want to believe people. I I was just curious about that. And talking about today's movie, talking about a place where you can deliberately go over the speed limit on the racetrack, Formula One, any stock car racing, whatever, Gran Turismo. This is really baffling to me. This is the last week of the summer. Generally, this is a dumping ground. Kids are going back to school. People getting ready, teachers, et cetera, going back to work, et cetera. Nobody's going to the movies. This is going to open really weak. And the sad thing is, it's a great movie. It's based on a true story, uh, actually born of a PlayStation game called Gran Turismo. Now, I don't play 
uh, video games necessarily. You know, my kids do, but I've never heard of this. I certainly don't watch stock car racing, but it's amazing to hear uh, or Formula One. But it's amazing to hear this game created 25 years ago with the idea of making the scenario as real as possible for gamers to feel like they're driving a race car. Yeah, it, well, was, it was one of those games that was like, when you were that age, if you were between 17 and 23, everybody played Gran Turismo. So I'm yeah. glad that, yeah, it's cool that, there's, that you like this movie because I was nervous for it. Well, yeah, and, 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 you know, coming in with zero expectations, really, not knowing a damn thing about it. But the thing is, the, in, in the story of this, is it's based on a true story. The game is so real that this marketing executive, played by Orlando Bloom in the movie, he creates this plan to energize the base, the, the potential customers for Nissan. Because he says, you know, we live in the day now where people are getting Uber and all that stuff, you know, all the time. And they, they're not buying new cars, etc. So he does this by getting people, these gamers, together from around the world to participate in this virtual tournament. Um, and the finalists will go to GT Academy where they will actually be trained by a Formula One driver, a former Formula One driver played by uh, David Harbour. And the winner will go on to be trained to actually participate in races. So they're taking these simulated drivers who never have been on a racetrack, much less been behind the wheel of a race car before, and they're putting him in real life situations that are very deadly. So this is like so, the last Starfighter, but for stock car racing. Well, I guess, oh, I guess reference. in a way. I hmm. mean, you know, to me, I saw it as fresh and the last Starfighter, my God, it's been decades. So I more or less <laughs> forgot about that. But yeah, I mean, what's really cool is it's based on a true story. And this really happened. I did the Hollywood versus history search. Most of it matches up. The one big issue that I have with it, and I think a lot of people have issues with it, there's this horrific crash scene in the movie, which really did happen, but it did not happen within the time frame of the movie. In real life, it happened like years later. Sure. But they took this, this scenario and plugged it in there for dramatic effect. Mm -hmm. Okay, and, you know, everything, not everything matches up. I mean, they, they make this movie a Hollywood movie, you know, feel-good Hollywood ending sort of thing. So, yeah, I mean, there's some issues that way, but if you're looking at it solely as a movie, the way that this filmmaker, Neil Blomkamp, who did District 9, that Alien movie uh -huh. years ago, finally makes another damn great movie. I mean, he's had a lot of pictures that have hit the wall. I mean, it's amazing. He takes you inside of the race car, on the track. Um, he melds somehow the images of the video game together with the action on the racetrack. It's really incredible filmmaking. So I, I, I loved it. I thought, why is this movie being released at the worst possible time of the year? But it is, for whatever it's worth, I'm giving it 9 out of 10 on the Lamometer. I thought it was terrific. Wow. Well, good. Not a lot of, besides Days of Thunder... I think, well, no, I, let me take that back. Days of Thunder. And then what was the one that just recently came out? Uh, the Ford Ferrari. Ferrari. There we go. That was, yeah. a good, that was a good car movie. Yeah. There was another one with Chris Hemsworth and Daniel Brühl called Rush. Yes, that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Don't, get me, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's no Transformers, but hey, then again, what yeah, is, right? What uh, is. Mm -hmm. You know, but, but look, I, I love the fact that you can take somebody who is about as far away from this demographic as possible, non-gamer, non-race car guy, and have me completely engrossed for, for the entire, sorry, Tom, two hours and 15 minutes. Oh, God. <laughs> but, honest to God, Tommy, I really think you'd like that. Do you have any interest in this? I mean, do you watch stock car or NASCAR? Or no. I have no interest in racing at all. No, I don't care. Look, you have to remember, I'm the one guy in the world that didn't like that last, what the hell, that jet movie that Tom Cruise. Oh, was Tom in. Cruise. You know, oddly enough, this movie in, at times did remind me of Top Gun. Yeah, Top Gun. And there you was, go. And, and I, I can't it was tell boring you. as hell. It, it, but it would remind, it, it would be too much of a spoiler. 
if I told you why, but there were a couple scenes just like, Jesus, this is ripped right out of Top Gun. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, these movies, they can't be entirely original, but for me, coming from the world that I do, you know, I, I don't, not being a fan of video or race car stuff, I was shocked. I mean, such, I guess the big key is when you don't have expectations, maybe uh, race car fans would have a different look at this entirely or or rudy if you've, you've played the game maybe it's not going to match up to your expectations but i will say most video game movies look like a video game right and yeah. that's <clears throat> really a good thing it doesn't really translate well this really becomes a great action movie lots of cars etc cetera, etc cetera. but there's a lot of human emotion in this as well so you got david harbour you got uh orlando bloom this new kid archie Mataqui is his name who plays this jan martinborough and you might have heard of him i mean this guy has been on the racing circus for cir circus circuit for quite a long time and again i didn't hear of him i didn't know of him so if you're familiar with it maybe you're gonna say wow that's not right. That's not right, et cetera, et cetera. But also, Jaiman Hansu is in this. One of the Spice Girls is in it. Pretty good actor. Jerry Halliwell. I don't know. Which Spice is she? Ginger. Ginger. She knows. Oh, How I mean, sad is that? I mean, I, think, I think it's Ginger. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Oh, it's Ginger. <laughs> I said that a little too fast. <laughs> I see yeah. my mistake. You did. You did. So, basically, this movie was moved from August 11th to now. Basically, I think... I'm speculating because August 11th, Barbie movie was still hot. This is also a Warner Brothers movie, so they thought, you know what? Let's not let's not eat into the business uh, that we're getting with Barbie right now. Let's push this back. And I think it was a bad move. It's unfortunate. This is projected to do 10 to 12 million this weekend at the box office, which is pitiful, horrible opening weekend you know if if the projections are right. Hopefully, it will overperform. So yeah, I would highly recommend it. Doesn't matter if you're a fan or not of video or race car stuff. You will really love this movie if you give it a chance, I think. All right, Timmy, thank you for your report, sir. Thanks, Tim. Thank you. Uh, one quick Netflix recommendation. It's called Painkiller. It's another Sackler story. Oh. Like, you watch it, and it's going to piss you off. We'll watch it. Timmy Lammer sponsored by Bradshaw and Bryant. Personal injury lawyers, that's going to do it. Talk to you next week. See ya.